Welcome to Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. Our program will show you how EBT, or emotional brain training, unlocks the power of your brain to connect to your inherent strength, goodness, and wisdom, and enhance your health, happiness, and purpose. Now, here's your host, Dr. Laurel Mellon. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Brain Power, Real People, Real Solutions on Voice America. I want you to know that this is a particularly important program we have today. Not only do we have Dr. Erin Testa, who's the director of research, uh, a mother of three herself, and also highly experienced as a licensed psychologist. She has a lot to share with us. She's a leader in EBT. And our topic is particularly important to all of us, whether you have children, grandchildren, no children, but you're part of this universe. It's about the kids right now, because with COVID, kids have great opportunities to learn EBT tools and become emotionally resilient, or they can also experience a lot of circuitry in their brain, the encoding of reactive circuits in their brain that get them stuck, stalled, overwhelmed, and addicted. So this is a time in our lives when we need to be there for children and find ways to give them the resiliency skills that they need to make this difficult time of COVID a time of of true grit, a time of purpose, a time of being honest about how angry and sad and afraid and guilty they are so they can open up the doors to feeling grateful happy, secure, and proud. This is just how the brain works. And the reason it's so important to me that you're here today is because, and I get, I, you know, I could feel goose pimples on my arms just saying this, that up until about 1990, we could get by by thinking or just saying what our feeling was without processing the strong negative emotions, the stress emotions. And then what happened is we fell behind as a nation in terms of our emotional resiliency, emotional processing tools. And what we started to see is that there was more stress than we knew how to process. We didn't know that we had moved from the age of the thinking brain, where thinking and doing were enough, to so much chronic stress for all of us. It slipped down to where the emotional brain is. And if we don't know how to process our emotions, strong negative emotions, back to positive ones, what happens is the brain just drops stress into the pit of our brain, into our unconscious mind. And if you've ever had that experience where you got triggered or overwhelmed or overloaded, that's simply the overflow of not having the tools to process the stress in the moment, those strong, strong emotions. So the brain says, okay, I guess we're not going to process it. We're just going to leave behind like a little abscess in your brain here that gets you triggered to overeat or triggered to get anxious or whatever that is. Fortunately, we now know they're very simple skills. In fact, I first taught these skills to children and they just got them right away that enable, enable us to go into our own brain when we're upset and bring up that circuit from the past that's been sitting there, you know, getting us stuck and stalled, and we just process that thing. And when we process a reactive circuit, it moves a, a bit more to being making us resilient. And we do that over and over again, and we bring up the set point of our brain, so we naturally move through stress back to a state of connection and well-being. That's what we need. So. The reason I'm so excited about today is because the topic, which is COVID kids, resilient parents 
raising resilient kids with EBT is because the kids can learn these skills really easily when they're stressed. And when they're at home, before they go back to school in the fall or in August, if they do go back to school, the subtle interactions you have with the kids, each each kind of transmission that you have of your own emotions and how you process stress can find its way into your child's brain. You can teach them the EBT tools. And as a consequence, when they go back to school and there's some ups and downs, they'll be able to bounce back more rapidly. And that's what we want for our kids. We want our kids to get the best uh, start in life. So I want to say to you, thank you so much for being here. You know this is a call-in program, so we will have callers in the second half of the hour. And if you don't know that number, it's 888-346-9141. Just please feel free to call in. And our wonderful producer here and technician, Matt, he'll be answering your call. But I'd like to take a moment and just I'd like you to take a nice deep breath. Just breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, or in any way that feels comforting and comfortable to you. And then wait to feel connected. That connected feeling in your body, in your gut, is a sign that your thinking brain is tuned into your emotional brain, and that's your power. See if you can connect to your body, because that's where we experience our emotional brain. And if you will, just bring to mind one child that you really care about. Now, you can use a a child that's a neighbor kid or uh, one of your own children or grandchildren. If you have children, you can use a friend's child. You can even use yourself at a younger age. You know, the person you were when you were six or eight or 10 or 12, you know, those really impressionable years. And as you listen to the program today, see what you could apply to that particular individual to give him or her or they what was needed in order to be optimally resilient and bounce back faster and connect to the deepest part of themselves. So thank you for participating in that way. And I'm just going to take a moment and introduce our guest. Again, it's a huge pleasure for me to introduce Dr. Aaron Testa. And she's the director of EBT Research, a licensed clinical psychologist in California. Her concentration is she teaches EBT providers. We have certification in EBT. There's a basic certification for all first responders uh, and for everyone who wants, anyone from the public who wants to be able to share EBT with others. Plus, there's coaching and uh, a provider certification for doctors and psychologists and other health professionals. She's very involved in the neuroscience part of that. Uh, and she'll tell you a little bit more about her background and how she started with EBT in a moment, but it's very diverse. And so what I would like to do is and very rich. So feel free if you call in to ask her any questions. And also, she has a practice on EBT.org. She gives coaching, and she also gives 30-day intensive. So you can actually get really close to her by doing a daily intensive or coaching and get all of that wisdom and that power from her to apply to your own life. So it's a real pleasure for me to introduce Erin uh, Testa. Hello, Erin. Hi, Laurel. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> well, Happy thank you be for here. being here. I, I wonder yeah. if you'd like to begin just by talking a little bit about how you came to EBT and, and the role it has in your life and in your professional practice. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, I feel so fortunate. Um, I, I've been working in neuroscience and forensics and counseling psychology for many years, doing a lot of different mind-body interventions, and there was always something I just wasn't quite getting to what I, I could feel inside, like inside, the sanctuary inside me could tell there was shifting and change happening with myself and others. And then I found uh, EBT and uh, began as one of the lead researchers for the National Institute of Health, a research study that we did with pregnant mothers. Um, and what really led me to that is, you know, kind of three different things that from my background. And that was one, I worked extensively with midwives. I'm, I'm a doula myself. Um, I... I I have my own children. <laughs> I had been pregnant, um, and I had been teaching for many years, so there was a teaching component to what I was going to do. But it was, it was also really about, you know, this fascination. Like, what happens with a human that hasn't come into the world yet, right? It's still developing in the human body. And that's always been a curious question for me. So that I felt really fortunate to be able to be on that that path with EBT, recognizing that, you know, women who are pregnant are experiencing their own stress. And unlike, you know, many other methods that I'd used in the past, it was like, okay, you're experiencing stress, now calm down or do something or, you know, find some way to escape that, right? EBT allowed them to actually go into the stress and, and allow that experience to be transferred into, you know, these developing brains of these unborn babies. And, um, and, and, you know, just the results of that are incredible. I fortunately, after I've been in EBT for a few years, had a similar experience having another baby. So it was, it, it was really impactful for me, what originally brought me into it. And it's, it's, been a past, you know, my own personal practice and my practice with my kids, I just am so grateful. I can't imagine not having the tools to process our emotions and, and understand our behaviors and habits and how we want to move forward. I, I, I can't imagine. It's, it's been such a, uh, I just a good fortune to be able to have that to share with my kids. And I, I know they feel the same about it. Sometimes they don't always want to do it. <laughs> it's not, you know, sunshine yeah. and rainbows. <laughs> they're like, get away from me with that emotional stuff. But, you know, I, you know, I, I recognize, oh, that's just the reptilian brain. Of course. Why, why am I trying to, um, like, connect? with them as though they're at brain state three, they're in brain state five. And <laughs> so again, like, thank God for EBT that I can recognize that in them. Well, you know, our, some of our life. listeners may not know about the numbering system. So I, maybe I'll give a quick, uh, quick yeah. rundown oh. on that. Okay. If brain. you, the brain actually processes stress differently at each stress level, because from the top of your brain to the bottom, there's a, there's lots of different brain areas. And if you're in low stress, which is brain state one or even two, the top part of your brain is in is uh, uh, in charge, and the emotions are really easy to process. There, you know, the brain state one is the elevated emotions like love, and compassion, awe, and joy, and brain state two is where you have functional feelings like uh, basic feelings like I feel angry, I feel hungry, I feel lonely. 
And the good thing about those, the top levels of the brain, brain state one and two, is that the emotions are very accurate. If you just feel your feelings or express your feelings at one or two, you're going to know exactly what you need. In fact, the purpose of emotions is to give us a quick, easy, accurate way to know what we need and the passion to take care of that need. This is what happens, though. At brain states three, four, and five, the higher stress states, the lower part, the emotional brain is in charge. When that happens, the emotions get either scattered or stuck or toxic. And if you've had that experience where you say, well, I know how I feel. I'm terrified. Well, what do you do when you're terrified? You can't really process terrified. At least it's not the same way as you thought you process, I feel sad when you're at brain state two, I really need to feel my feelings. It just gets confusing. So hostility, depression, anxiety, you can say the words of an emotion, but it's actually a stuck emotion that does not lead you to naturally solving it. Also, when the emotion's stuck, the thinking brain becomes very ineffective. So it just drops the ball. And it tends to let the emotional brain repeat any patterns from the past that it's done before. It's just a replay of the past. And you say, why do I keep doing the same thing, choosing the same partners, saying the same thing to my child when I tell myself I'm not? So in those states, we do not need to uh, know our feelings. We need to know that we're at brain state three or four or five. And within two to four minutes, if we process our emotions using the EBT tools, that are biologically based and quick, it will bring us up to a one or two. And once we're up to a one or two, we can think wonderful thoughts. We're really smart about all the things we've learned on the internet and everywhere else, and we can move forward with purpose. So the difference is instead of getting stuck, stalled, anxious, depressed, overwhelmed, and ruminating and then blaming yourself, you just figure out your number, take care of the problem by processing the emotions, you're back to a state of connection and your children can learn this too. So I just want to mention the other part is you can speak in terms of numbers. You can say, what's my, what's my number? Do you ever use that with your kids? Just so they, maybe they don't want to talk about their feelings, but they, they will tell you their stress number. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or they'll tell me my stress number. <laughs> I always enjoy that one too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could give some examples of how you use it with your kids, because I'm, I'm fascinated. You're always coming up with more and more creative ideas. I'd love to hear a few. I know our listeners would, too. Yeah. Well, maybe, you know, we'll go back to the topic for the discussion today, and that's with COVID. It, it really became my saving grace, having ABT, because we were around each other all the time, and there were so many rewards to that, but there's also so much um, stress that can come from that too, so much essential pain. And so my, my older two children are 12 and 11. They, they, they're just constantly competing and there's a really beautiful, you know, dynamic that that creates. And there's also something that can be really destructive and it, it got, it got pretty bad sometimes during COVID. They just really, you know, couldn't hear each other, didn't want to be in the same room a couple of times. And so finally, I hadn't done this with them before. Before, I would use the flow tool. So for your guests, the flow tool is the tool that we apply to a brain state three, where you're sort of on the tipping point. You're feeling 
you know, the essential pains of life, but you can also still connect to the rewards of life. And individually, I would kind of take them to the side and get them both to calm down. And at BrainScape 5, you know, we use two really simple things that, that really work well with them, and that's just slowing our breath down and syncing our breath up with each other was really helpful, too. Um, in EBT, we take care of ourselves first, right? Even if, it, if it's not a child, even if it's, you know, before I'm trying to connect with my husband or mom or anybody else, I know I have to take care of me first. Um, recognize what is my brain state. If I'm at a brain state, you know, three, four, or five, I need to make sure that I can take care of myself and get my brain state up to something that's more reasonable, where I'll, I'll be able to be open and flexible and, you know, strategize and have, you know, more connected emotions. So I, you know, I will use that with my kids first. So I check in with myself, slow my breath down, because what happens is it's just human nature. All of a sudden I'm getting riled up as they're getting riled up. So as I'm helping them slow their breath down, we're syncing up together, slowing our breath down, and, and walking. Those, those two really simple physiological shifts really do create quite a different um, availability of their emotions and ability to be present with each other. So when I can tell that they're both about, you know, maybe a three, sometimes it's closer to like a 3.5, I'll have them do this flow tool together. And, and the flow tool is one of them will share, you know, something really brief. I feel angry that. And I have them describe to me, you know, how that feels in their body. I feel sad that, and we go, we go angry, sad, afraid, guilty, grateful, happy, secure, proud. And there's a way that we do an EBT where we provide a connecting message. And it's always really surprising. Like, it's the time right before they're coming together. They're like, I want nothing to do with you. You suck. And I wish you never lived here. Right? <laughs> by, by the end of hearing their you know, brother or sister's emotions, they have softened and they're almost in tears themselves. Like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you felt that way. I didn't know you were hurting. And, you know, it's, it's profound, the shifts that they make together. And, and now they'll do it when I'm not even around, but it, it's, definitely been something that I had to practice with them and, you know, really mirroring for them how I would do it too. Um, and I'll always share my connecting message with them as well, which is, you know, when you did your work, the feelings and sensations in my body were, and it, you know, just feelings and sensations, always ending on a high note. And then the way your work was a gift to me, which again, I'm not sure if you've shared this Laurel in, in yeah. your show, but you know, it, it has to be something vulnerable about me. I can't be their mom in that moment. I can't say, I'm just so proud of you for doing that because that negates their experience. So I, I will, you know, that doesn't negate it. It just, it shifts it. It's like they're performing for me. And I, I want them to see, like, I feel, I see, here and feel you. And I think that's probably the most profound thing. So when I, they'll do it together and then, We've done it together, but me and like one of my children, if we're not understanding each other, which happened a lot with the homeschooling component, <laughs> that was really challenging having a second grader, a fifth grader, and a seventh grader, with very different levels of learning. Um, so we, we had to navigate a lot of 
newness together. And that's the other thing I just would love to share is, you know, we talked about resiliency, which is the main, uh, you know, context to this discussion. And resilience, it comes from adversity. It doesn't come from, you know, just staying safe, like staying in your comfort zone. It comes from taking risks and adversity. It also shows up uh, exponentially when you're in times of high emotional experiencing, you know, so it can be stressful, it can be exciting, but it's just like really high emotional experiencing and, and also moments of novelty, which this is, I can't even remember another thing in my life that was as unusual and unique to this collective situation around the world. Um, you know, because with EBT, we connect with people all over and I hear a lot of similar themes about what people are experiencing. So what happens in these moments of resilience, and Laurel, you've, you've talked about this a little bit at the introduction today, is that you can either use those moments as moments of opportunity and find deeper connection with yourself, deeper connection with others, and move forward, or you can go to escape uh, strategies, you know, like escaping into television or computers or, you know, anything that allow, shuts down, numbs out, or ramps you up, basically disconnecting you from yourself and others, right? So with my kids, you know, it's they were on screens all day long for school. So it was challenging to get them off the screen after, like, schoolwork was done. Uh, yeah, so there would be lots of moments like that where we would have to connect and intervene, and I'd explain to them how their brains work and their brains, the part of their brain that really connects to the emotional brain is the frontal lobe. And it's, it's very, it's, it's not developed in children. Um, you know, there's, they have a frontal lobe, but the parts of it that are really connecting and linking to different parts of the brain in a really strategic way is, is not fully available to them yet. But with EBT, creating these resiliency pathways, showing them over and over again that Stress is going to happen. Adversity is going to happen, but you can find your way back. It's okay. You're going to be okay. Like over and over again, I think that was the ultimate message. Like you will, the bottom will drop out of your life and you have a way to get back. Right? Uh-huh. Instead, in the past, the bottom would drop out and they'd escape to something. <laughs> right? So. But notice the method, what I think you're saying as well is that you're teaching kids that the solution is inside them, that the yeah, world does yeah. change, things do fall apart on the outside, but your stability, yeah. your inner security comes from the EBT tools. Now, if you're new to EBT, you think, why are these women talking about EBT as if it's the solution? The only reason we can say that, that it's not just a method but it's actually a new paradigm of healthcare is because it's the only method that actually copies what goes on in the brain for optimal resilience. All five of the pathways in such simple and concise ways that anyone can learn them on an app. You can be in a group. You can be in an intensive if you really want to do a reset. But I'd like to speak to any parent out there who has a kid, let's say, between the ages of four and ten. And if there is one tool you can teach them, and you teach them mainly, you can teach it as a game, you can teach it as modeling it for them so they keep hearing you use it when you're in the car with them, and then they start using it, and then they start, there's lots of ways to do it, but this is really, really important. 
Earlier, I said that there's one, two, three, four, five brain states. And at one and two, it's fine to talk about your feelings because that's actually what's really going on to say, oh, I'm a little sad or I'm a little angry. But after that, these feelings get very confusing and children learn to avoid their feelings because no one's given them the tools to process them. So any parent out there or if you know a child, give them the EBT tool of the flow tool. It's the tool for three. And essentially, all you have to do to say is to say to them, do you know what? Let's just complete the sentence for these eight feelings. What happens, and I was just looking at talking to a little girl and her mother. Uh, the little girl was six years old, and uh, she was really anxious. The parents were going through a divorce. Uh, the mother was, um, you know, really needing, really having a hard time coping. She was overeating. She was having some, you know, times where she was really reactive, and she regretted what she said. And she says, my daughter's so 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 anxious, she's biting her nails, she's pulling her hair, she's, and I said, sit with her, sit with her, looking straight at her, and say, let's complete the sentences. Remember, at brain state three, if you just take these stuck emotions and you split them apart, like depression or anxiety is simply unexpressed anger, sadness, fear, and guilt. And it's not like you're opening the spigots and you're gonna say every single feeling, 20 times, you just say, I feel angry that dad's not here. Just complete the sentence. I feel sad that I can't go to school. I feel afraid that life's never going to get better. I feel guilty that sometimes I hate everybody. And then all of a sudden, the brain, now relieved of the negative emotions, goes right to, I feel grateful that you're talking to me. I feel happy that uh, we can be outside together. I feel secure. I don't know. I feel a little secure, a little secure, a little secure that maybe things will be all right. And I feel proud that I'm talking to you. The parents doing that, then the kids learning to do it, and you do that. And I don't, I think you call it the feelings game, don't you, with your kids? Erin, are you clear? Of a- I do. Well, I, I don't anymore. They know it as the flow tool, but when they were really little, we called it the feelings game. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever yeah. it takes. But the other part I want to mention yeah. is if one of the two parents doesn't express their emotions, particularly the same-sex parents, it'll be hard to get the kids to do it. So this is not one of those things where you let your, your partner somehow have um, a way out. Because if the children get the emotional processing down, your adolescence is going to be a lot easier. And that's really good for marriages and everything else. So I know we're getting a message now that we're going to have to take a break. But we're right in the middle of some really, really important topics for the well-being of our children and our families. Because raising kids is is definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Let's take a brief brief break. Please go to our website at ebt.org. You can look for Aaron Testa, you can get in a group, you can get the apps, and our number one book that's about to come out is The, the Stress Vaccine, look for that soon, but thank you so much for listening to our program, we have so much more to say about children and parents and EBT and how to, resolve, how to raise resilient kids in difficult times, please stay tuned, see you shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Your emotional brain is amazing. Join the brain-based health movement by becoming a Brain Power member. Check out our fabulous memberships, concierge coaching, telephone groups, online learning, and our fabulous 30-day intensives. Go to ebt.org and use the coupon code BRAINPOWER for a 20% discount. Join today. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency Podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Discover the latest tools of brain power with EBT in our new book, What's My Number? One simple question that unlocks your brain's power for health, happiness, and purpose by Dr. Laurel Mellon. The tools are life-changing. Go to Amazon and order What's My Number by Dr. Laurel Mellon for yourself and for every stressed person you know. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Brain Power with Dr. Laurel Mellon. To reach the program today, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to laurel at ebt.org. Now, back to Brain Power. Here again is Dr. Laurel Mellon. Welcome back. And again, thank you so much for being part of this. We now have 14 different countries around the world that are tuning in to to brain power, and we're so grateful for your interest. Please do email me. Again, it's laurel at ebt.org. Let us know how we can be of support, what programs you like, what more, more you'd like more of or, or less of. Right now, Dr. Aaron Testa, who is a director of research, a licensed psychologist, an expert in neuroscience and EBT. She was on the NIH uh, research project on EBT. She specializes also in uh, pregnancy uh, as well. So it's really wonderful to have her here. And as you know, our, our topic is about COVID kids, resilient parents raising resilient kids with EBT. Now, as a mother of three children myself, of course, my children are grown, but I'd like to give you an idea. In fact, I'd like to give you two quick ideas before we uh, welcome our first caller, who's Marion. And the first idea is this, that in the middle of your brain, you have a limbic system, an emotional brain that actually encodes the circuits of how you respond to stress. And Early in life, up until about adolescence, the kids just, that limbic brain just get, you can soak it so easily. And when I first started teaching these tools to children, within a few weeks, the children just could process really strong emotions. And their parents were saying, gosh, I wish I could be as emotionally competent as my child. So remember, during this time of COVID, if you take the time, and actually you can get consultation, Uh, there's coaching at ebt.org, a private session. You can schedule and you can learn how to just do it with your child or you can join the membership in general. 
And what happens is you can learn how to teach your kids to be really resilient. And believe me, they will supersede you. They will be so good with these tools. The downside is that right in adolescence, when the thinking brain becomes really dominant, if we haven't gotten those skills by then, when the thinking brain becomes number one, kids start processing their feelings or what's going on inside of them by trying to figure it out. That's even worse because of all the technology. They're just so triggered, this, the social media, they're just so triggered by information, information, they don't learn how to emotionally connect with themselves. If they don't learn those emotional connections, they're at risk of connecting with people, places, things, and substances as they get more and more stressed. So this is your time to do that. Teenagers also do very well with EBT, but remember, if you've got a little one, they're going to really be able to get this really quickly. So I just want to mention that. And I said before the, the break that uh, children learn by having examples. So, for example, many times a son will not express emotions if his father doesn't. And one of the things that's happening right now with EBT is so many men are coming in for the EBT groups, for the coaching, they want to be emotionally effective because they see that if they don't have these tools, they can't pass them along to their child or the message is is that boys shouldn't feel. And if boys shouldn't feel, that causes a lot of problems with everything I just mentioned, particularly as they get into adolescence. So if you're in a relationship, let's get women, men, and everyone involved in at least knowing the basics of EBT so they can help their kids really connect emotionally with them, with themselves, and move on to a healthier, happier adolescence and adulthood. Uh, would you like to add something or, or add some other comments or ideas to that, Erin? I know this is such an interest of yours. Yeah, I'm, we, we should talk for hours here. Right? But one thing that I wanted to bring up that is, is relevant for every living human being, even if you don't have kids in your life in some way. We were all kids. And, and there's a tool that we use in EBT called a travel back. And it has been probably one of the most profound tools that I've, I've used in coaching with, my, uh, with participants. And it's just, there's this opportunity to follow something that's activating you today and follow the feelings and sensations in your body back to earlier hurts in your life. And if, if the further back you can go, fantastic, because it, it, it really is important to get like the, the depth of that feeling and sensation and to be able to drop in to that historical moment in your life so you can remember what it felt like to be a, a kid, you know, a child, a toddler, a pre-adolescent, an adolescent, you know, even a young adult, right? That there's the brain really, you know, does never stop shifting and changing through our life. But the frontal lobe that I spoke about earlier and in males is about age 25. It, it comes to like its peak development and then in females somewhere between 18 and 23. So, um, as, as you go back to these earlier developments in your life where you didn't have the resources you have today, you couldn't apply those resources. You weren't, they either weren't modeled for you or you just, you know, you weren't exposed to them, right? So you get to go back to those moments and then reapply these. And it's amazing how profound it is. You are there in an instant. And part of that is the part of the brain that you just talked about, Laurel, 
that, that limbic brain and the reptilian brain, it doesn't know if 10 years ago is not today. It, it doesn't know if 35 years ago is today. If you get stressed, your stress today will bring you back to that moment like you are alive in, in that time in your body. And so we can use that for our advantage and these travel backs and go back there and revisit and reconnect, reconsolidate, move forward in life and bring down the charge of these old hurts, you know, either hurts that, you know, we feel like we've created in the world or hurts that we feel like have, you know, we may be the victim of whatever it is. Like you have an opportunity to go back there and bring your resources from today so that you can move forward and feel that deeper connection. And if you do have kids in your life, that's great because you can, now you have this uh, ability to reconnect to what it's like to be a kid. So I'm sorry, <laughs> Lola, you're... I, I will say that the reconnecting to being a kid is a good thing right now. And I know that you're going to give a yeah. tip at the end. At the end of our session, Erin is going to give a, a tip of the emotional brain tip of the week. And I know it has to do something with being a kid and being natural pleasure. So I can't wait to hear that. But I also want to mention that as a parent myself and going, I was a single parent for much of the time. It is really stressful. And Truthfully, I wasn't always a perfect parent, and that is something I've had to work through and say to myself, gosh, I wasn't perfect in that moment. I did the best I could. But if you're a parent now, uh, one of the things I would strongly recommend is you get a crash course in EBT. It only takes one month. It is on our ebt.org website, and it's something that we've only offered the last four years, and it's so popular that we fill them up really quickly. And Aaron Testa, Dr. Testa does some, I do some, Michelle Welling and Judy Zare, who you've heard on this program, and Robin Anderson, they all do these. And this is what it is. Because the emotional brain, the part of us that that processes life automatically for self-regulation is so key to survival of the species, we cannot, uh, We it's very hard to change it. Okay, so if you kind of like a record that gets off balance or whatever, if it gets off balance, it's really hard to get it back on balance. And so in order to change those fundamental circuits of how we respond to life, we need lots of love, lots of intensity, and we need to learn how to do it. And so we developed a course which is called our 30-day intensive. It's a half an hour. You can call from anywhere in the world, half an hour on the telephone. No one sees you. It's completely private, just a group of six people. And each day you learn one small but important tool to transform your emotional brain. And by the end of 30 days, you not only know how to spiral up from a stressed out state to feeling actual joy, but you also choose your own choosing four different circuits in the brain where you get stuck or stalled. Usually people have a a mood or they they have a relationship pattern distancing or emerging. They've got a habit or maybe a an attitude toward their body or a work issue. You just choose the four you want. And within those 30 days, you actually learn how to essentially dismantle that circuit and turn it into a new message, a new pattern in your brain. So you're naturally responding differently to life. And that's what we're looking for, natural change that comes from changing the brain. So that 30-day reset of your brain is recommended for anyone who's a parent. It's the best 30 days you'll ever spend in your life because you'll see the children change in how they respond to you. And you can also teach your children these tools. 
So, Aaron, I'm wondering, you know, Marion's on from Virginia. How would it be for you if we welcome her onto the program? I would love that. Great. Is Marion? Marion, welcome. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Thanks. Thanks for coming to our show. You have a comment about our topic today or a question or anything you'd like to add? We're talking about Um, kids and parents and resilience. Yeah. Um, So I have two kids. I have a four-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. Um, And the first thing I just wanted to say, I've been doing EBT for a little while now. um, And one of the ways that it's helped me the most with my kids is something that Erin mentioned before, um, just recognizing when my kids are at a five. And how much that has helped me um, to have a reasonable expectation of them in that moment. Like, they're not going to listen. They're not going to calm down if I say calm down. Um, And they're not going to really even be able to process what I'm saying. Like, they're out of five, and I need to just, like, realize that. And that has helped me, I think, probably more than anything else um, with using EBT with them. Um, It also has helped me see patterns. Like, my son, he when he gets hungry, he just goes to a five like, super quick. And when I started noticing his brain state, I started noticing that pattern and it really helped me a lot. Like, why is he all of a sudden so upset? Like, oh, you know, there's a simple need here that I could meet. And that, you know, has made a really big difference for me with them. Erin, maybe you'd like to comment. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, also I, I think, it goes back to the original thing too. You're able to maybe see your own brain state first, right? Check in with yourself. Like I'm getting stressed right now. What's happening, right? Use that as as an opportunity, as a cue. And so how have you been able to allow yourself to take that step back in the moment of high stress, right? You've got a couple of young kids and how do you, how have you learned to do that for yourself? I mean, definitely just checking with myself, Um, you know, like I set alarms on my phone, so I check in with myself every hour to check my brain state, and usually, you know, the mornings are good, and then a lot of times in the afternoon, I might notice myself, you know, like, oh, my brain state's getting lower, maybe I'm tired, or maybe I'm, maybe I need something, you know, like a break, (laughs) Um, and so I definitely use that, And, and that helps me a lot, too, like if I notice that I'm in a low brain state, I'll know that, you know, I'm not really going to be able to interact with them well. I really do need to take care of myself first. Um, so that has definitely helped. You know, Marion, I'd like to add to that because uh, what's important about EBT from my perspective is it's a structured, simple, brain-based way to figure out what's going on inside of us. But even though we talk a lot about numbers, one, am I at one, two, three, four, or five, which tool do I want to use? Uh, one of the underlying principles of EBT is unconditional love for ourselves. And so when we check in with ourselves, say, oh, I'm at five. Oh, well, that makes perfect sense. I'm at five because I just, you know, did my job, talked to my spouse, dealt with the, the, the milk that just got put on the floor. But always when we identify our number, it's within the context of a profound love for ourselves because we're peering into the seat of the soul, which is the emotional brain, and we have endless compassion because it's normal to be in all five brain states at any time. But I'm wondering how, as you've used this, your relationship with yourself, that sense of love and connection to yourself, 
and whether you see that happening in your own life and whether it's your goal or whether you're seeing it happen where the love that you feel inside because your brain is in a state of connection at least some of the time, you wouldn't want to be there all the time because that wouldn't be normal, going to your kids so that they feel more of a sense of security or love for themselves. How do you see the love part of this that EBT is based on affecting your life um, and your family's life? Yeah, I definitely feel that. Because um, when I first had my kids, I wasn't really doing too much EBT. I was familiar with it, but I, I was kind of away from it. And then as I came back and I started being like, okay, I really do need to do these check-ins. Um, for me, it definitely is is a way of taking care of myself. And it does feel like loving. Now, sometimes I don't feel like stopping what I'm doing to check in, but I know that when I do, it's a way for me because, because I could really, if I don't check in with myself, I could go the whole day just cleaning up the this and getting someone that, and you know, like it could go without stopping the whole day and then just fall into bed. And so for me to stop and, and just ask myself, like, what do I need? It feels really good. And it really does feel loving. Um, and I think I haven't, I haven't done too much EBT stuff um, directly with my kids. I was really interested listening before about, um, about doing the flow tool with them. So I kind of am looking forward to that. Um, But I do try and get them to notice to like, like I'm always looking at them, like, what do they need? Are they hungry? Are they tired? You know? And I try and say it out loud and get them to think about it too, as a way to notice what's going on for them for themselves too. And I hope that that, um, I hope that that kind of is getting, is sinking into their brains too. Do you know, I can give you some ideas about that if you'd like, Marion, about yeah, how to start please. with, the, how old are your kids again? Tell me their ages. Uh, four, four and six. Four and six. Okay. Just what, and, and uh, Aaron, you might want to add to this or have other ideas, but remember that the basic connection inside the only power we really have, and we're training them to do this, is to use our own thinking brain, which is behind our forehead, our prefrontal cortex, that's our conscious control, to connect with our emotional brain and know what's going on inside of us emotionally, because emotions are under everything. In our society, they tell us, well, you should just think your way out of that. That works for brain state one and two, but not three and four and five. And so the idea is that we want them to connect with their emotional brain and feel their emotions in their body. And if you actually connect the thinking brain to the emotional brain, that's your power. That's your security. That's why you don't get anxious because you're connected inside. The feeling in the body is one of connection. You can feel it right now where you really feel connected because the circuits in the brain go right down to your viscera, right down to your to your gut. So teaching the kids to connect with their body, just as Aaron was saying, and take a few nice deep breaths. And one of the things that I did with my kids is I just said, hey, you guys, let's check in. And then say, okay, just turn your attention to your body and your breathing and breathe any way that feels good for you. And when you can feel connected to your body, connected inside, say, I'm connected. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then just getting them to connect means they're at brain state one or two, which is a huge victory. And of course, you wouldn't ask that if they were really at five, but you'd probably give them a damage control. But you can still 
use that breathing just to get them to connect with their body and their emotions and find that they can be successful. And, you know, just one small success after another. Erin, would you like to add any other ideas to that for Marion, for four and six-year-olds? Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned damage control tool, which, you know, it's a brain state five tool. Do not judge, minimize harm, know this will pass. And until my kids were about eight years old, I could explain that till they were blue in the face, till I was blue in the And they just, it was too abstract. So it, it really came down to the physiological connection. Like, what did we need? What was most nurturing when we were preverbal? right? Even when we were toddlers. So like being rocked and slow, like, like breaths that come through, like, you know, maybe it came through like a slow lullaby, but we're just doing it through, you know, this nonverbal experience where we're rocking and slowing the breath. And, and I think, you know, just the, the syncing up of that is really important too, because if they see you secure, it just the mirror neurons in both of you, will start to activate, maybe it starts to make them feel, you know, less out of control. Um, and so, and, and that you can see, hear, and feel them and be right there with them in the moment as much as you can be. So, and then I can bring you to the place of doing the flow tool or other tool. Take a, take a nice deep breath. I want two more ideas and then, then we're going to go to Erin giving uh, her emotional brain tip of the week and beginning to close. But as I mentioned, EBT was developed at the University of California, San Francisco, first on children and adolescents, and then we moved it to adults. We found that adults would say to us, well, I want to give these skills to my kids, and how can I do that unless I've got the skills? And that's when we moved it to adults as well, and now that's our emphasis. But in the children's program, we had something called magic words, And the magic words were in our family, our policy is that if anyone uses those magic words, which are, I feel, I need, or would you please, which are now the basis for the tool for BrainSafe 2, everyone stops. Everyone stops and listens. So our rule is if you say, I feel, like I feel sad, or I need a cookie or whatever they need, or would you please help me? Those three words, I feel, I need, would you please, are the magic words. That's what we do as a family, and we get people to connect. The second thing is I really want to be clear that this time of COVID is overwhelming. And when we get to brain state five, we do say and say things that we would never do otherwise. So it's really important to not judge ourselves for some of our actions, but to take responsibility for getting more support. If you find you're going to five and you're saying and doing things that you say, oh, God, I wouldn't want that on social media. And, um, you know, gosh, this kid's going to have that in their brain forever. Please don't judge yourself. Get EBT support or get professional support because it only takes a moment to have a really, really deep wound there. Fortunately, with EBT, we all have wounds. And what we can do is go in and actually clear out the emotions. But this is a time as a parent to make yourself the priority. Your job will always be there or not there, but you'll somehow get by. But the emotional things that happen during these really high-risk time can be hard to get past. So do yourself the favor and your, your family the favor of giving yourself more support to get these emotional tools because it can save a lot of heartache and also 
help you create more joy in your life. And so, uh, so Marion, of all the things you just heard, what was the most important? And we're going to close shortly. What was the most important thing uh, you heard? Um, I really liked uh, what Aaron was saying about having a physical connection, rocking and slow breaths and just really making sure my kids feel seen and heard by me. Seen and heard by you. Beautiful. And Marion, thank you so much for being here. What beautiful uh, examples you gave and a lot of inspiration to our listeners. And I want to thank Dr. Erin Testa for her beautiful work and all the ideas she gave us for moving forward based on neuroscience with raising resilient kids and staying resilient ourselves. Erin, would you like to say the emotional brain tool of the week that you would give to our listeners? I would, yes. So, so one of my favorite things in neuroscience is to study our five senses. And EBT is such a wonderful opportunity to explore our five senses. And it, it almost doesn't matter what brain state you're at. You know, if you're at brain state five and you, you just aren't feeling any natural pleasures, right? So you can just see something. Maybe there's a color in the room that's you can say at least that's good. <laughs> right? Just take a moment because the brain state five things just aren't that pleasurable. And they're not pleasurable unless you are in a false high, right? And, and it's not an actual pleasure. So the way that we can practice this with our kids is just to go outside and explore. If you can't go outside because it's winter or cold or conditions aren't appropriate, there's lots of ways to just drop into you know, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and you can do them in, in really creative ways. Kids just wonderful. We only have about like thirty seconds left. We only have yeah, about thirty seconds left. See how it goes mm-hmm. to wrap it up, Erin. Yeah, the one, the one. You know, that's about it. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you're, you're talking about sensory pleasure. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? Pleasure. Yeah. The the sensory pleasures use your whole brain because each sense comes from another part of your brain. So it allows you to drop into your thinking brain, connect with the emotional brain, and spread it out through your whole brain. Woohoo! So natural. Sensory pleasures, emotional (laughs) connection. This is Dr. Laurel Mellon. Thank you again, Marianne. Thank you, Aaron Testa. And brain power, real people, real solutions. Come to our website, ebt.org, and get involved in using these tools to create resiliency in yourself and those around you. Thank you so much for listening to Brain Power again. And again, let's use the amazing power of the emotional brain to live our best lives. Again, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you again for listening to Brain Power this week. Please join your host, Dr. Laurel Mellon, again next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And don't forget to catch our weekly replays on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 